Hello and welcome to The Quiz Kids from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. Listen to it fizz! Alka-Seltzer for headaches. Alka-Seltzer for acid indigestion. Alka-Seltzer for cold distress. Alka-Seltzer presents The Quiz Kids. That bell calls class to order, quiz kids. And listen closely. Here's today's first question. Name the atomic numbers of sulfur, helium, and hydrogen, and you will have a once-famous political slogan. What is the slogan? Oh, oh, say, that's a tough one, isn't it? Well, how about it? Can you folks at home answer that question? Well, you'll have time to do some fast figuring while the youngsters here in school answer roll call. And here they are, the quiz kids and the chief quizzer himself, Joe Kelly. Murphy, and hello, everyone. Well, we're going to delve into a number of interesting subjects this afternoon, friends, and I think you'll be amazed at the variety of information these quiz kids hold right at their fingertips. Follow along with us now and see how many of our questions you can answer, too. Are you all ready for roll call, children? Fine. Here we go. Joel? I'm Joel Kupperman. I'm 12 years old, and I'm a freshman at the Roosevelt High School. Patrick. I am Patrick Owen Conlon. I'm 11 years old and in 7A at Fort Dearborn School in Chicago. Brenda. I'm Brenda Liebling. I'm 4 years old and I live in Chicago, Illinois. <laughs> Rennie. <laughs> I'm Rennie Templeton. I'm 13 years old and I'm great at U-Haw. And the new face in class this afternoon, Donald. I'm Donald Hall. I'm 12 years old in the West School in Waukegan, Illinois. All right, fine. Now, what can you do with that first question from Mary Lewis of South Bend, Indiana? Name the atomic numbers of sulfur, helium, and hydrogen, and you will have a once-famous political slogan. What is the slogan? And uh, we have two hands up. Pat's hand was up first. All right, Pat. Well, uh, the number of, of uh, sulfur, is it? yes, it must be. Sulfur? Is 15. Is what? 15. 50, you say 15? Wait so, a second. Now. It's 16. It's 16. Uh, is right. Helium is uh, 2 and uh, hydrogen wait a minute, one. Oh, you lost out there. See, so you lost out. Joel? It's 16, 2, and 1, so that's 16, 21. 1621 and uh, Pat. Well, uh, that, I, I see what happened there. It's 1621, and that was the famous political slogan of William Jennings Bryan. He, uh, that was the radio free silver. That's and right. And that applied that, to free silver. That was in the... Uh, Bryan lost in the 1896 election. 1896. That's absolutely right. Good boy, Pat. Yes, sir, I can mark you absolutely right on that one. And we send Mary Lewis of South Bend, Indiana, the fine Zenith Transoceanic Shortwave Portable Radio, for sending in that question. Now, that's always Alka-Seltzer's reward when the quiz kids answer your question correctly. If they miss, Alka-Seltzer sends you a big Zenith radio photograph combination, the set with two FM bands and two of the new Cobra Tone Arms, one for regular records and one for the new long-playing records. So try your hand at stumping these youngsters, friends. Send your questions to Quiz Kids Chicago. Now, this question from Dolores Bernhardt of Nashville, Tennessee, will have you children going in circles, I think. You are to tell if you would be using a clockwise or counterclockwise motion in the following instances. Uh, number one, in going through a revolving door. Patrick. Well, that's a clockwise motion. 
Well, let's see. We have other hands up here. Donald? That's counterclockwise. Counterclockwise is right in going through a revolving door. Uh, in winding your watch. Joel? It's clockwise. Clockwise, right. Uh-huh. If you were standing in front of an American transport plane, in what direction would the propellers be going? In front of the plane now. Rennie? Clockwise. You say clockwise? Well, we have two other hands up. Uh, Pat? Well, I say it's counterclockwise. And what were you going to say, Joel? Counterclockwise. Counterclockwise is right, as you face the front of the plane, and they all go in the same direction. All right, next we'll have a music lesson from Sylvia Newland of Hutchinson, Kansas. You are to identify the following waltzes and tell what persons, past or present, each suggests. You must get two out of three on this one, kids. All right, Howard, let's have number one. Rennie? Well, that is the skater's waltz. Skater's waltz, so... And you could say, well, Dick Button, Barbara Ann Scott, Sonia Henney. I mean, any skater. That's right. Very, very good, huh? Let's see what we can do with this uh, number two. From the Flater Mouse, uh, you and you. It's also oh. the overture. No. Oh, sorry. Rennie? Isn't that either? I'm not sure. It's either the Emperor Waltz or Tales from the Vienna Woods. No. Is it? Uh, tell me, uh, or, uh, Howard, let's hear maybe another strain of this. Uh... Joel? That's Artist uh, Life by Wall, uh, Strauss. And uh, <laughs> yeah. that's, uh, well, it'll be any artist, Picasso well, name or one. Sequeiros. Fine. He gave me two. All right. And here's the third part now. Rennie. That is the Missouri Waltz, and need we say Harry S. Truman. Ha <laughs> ha. Very good. What were you going to say, Brenda? And President Truman, too. Oh, and President Truman, yes. Oh, yes. Double or nothing, yes, sir. Patrick? Well, I was going to say uh, some of their senators, Senator Donald or Senator Kim or sure. Representative Dewey Short or uh, Paul Jones, Clarence well, Kent, any of the representatives. The governor or, from Missouri. The governor, Forrest Smith, yeah. That's right. Those are all good answers. Fine. Well, I asked for two out of three, and you gave me three out of three. That's very, very good, kids. Mrs. Betty Howard of Detroit, Michigan, believes that little children all over the world are a good deal alike. They are all lovable youngsters and all enjoy the same kinds of stories. If the children in Germany were reading the following, what would the stories be? Uh, the first is uh, Rotkepkin. Brenda? Little Red Riding Hood. Little Red Riding Hood is right. Now, <laughs> see you can get this next one. Oshenbrodel. Brenda again. Cinderella. Cinderella, right. How do you like that? Four years old. Well, all right, children. Now, while I select the next puzzler from our Alka-Seltzer question box, here's Bob Murphy with a word about the weather. Yes, and friends, that word is a reminder. The blustery, unpredictable month of March is just about here. So it can pay you to watch out for colds. Yes, take care. And if you should take cold... Remember Alka-Seltzer and the relief it can give from much of your cold distress. 
Here's the easy-to-follow, really effective ABC cold comfort treatment. A, Alka-Seltzer. Start taking it at the first sign of a cold to help relieve that ache-in-every-bone, feverish feeling. B, be wise. Beware of drafts. Be careful of your diet. Be sure to get more rest than usual. And C, C stands for comfort. The comfort an Alka-Seltzer gargle can give the sore throat caused by your cold. Try Alka-Seltzer's ABCs if you're caught with a cold. Get Alka-Seltzer at any drugstore. And during this cold-catching season, it will be especially wise to ask for that extra package when you buy. Yes, that's good advice. And if you'll heat it, you'll have Alka-Seltzer handy when you need it. All right, now, Joe, back to those questions. Fine, Bob. Uh, kids, Mrs. Clomer Coker of Sedan, Kansas, wants to see if you can make five words by using Roman numerals as letters. Five words. Joe? Well, let's see. The Roman numerals are I, V, L, C, D, and M. Well, now, your vowels, then, would be... You'd only have one vowel, namely I. So, let's see. It could be lid... Uh, L-I-D, right, that's the, uh, one. Mid. Huh? Mid, M-I-D. M-I-D, that's two. Let's see, uh... Really? Mill, M-I-L-L. M-I-L-L, that's three. Pat? Uh, Mix, M-I-X. M-I-X, that's four. Donald? Uh, Dim, D-I-M. D-I-M, that's five. Hooray! Good for you, kids. Can you think of another one real quick? Jo- Joel. Vim. Huh? Vim. Vim. Uh... Vim, that's right. <laughs> yeah, I'm looking all over my numerals there. All, all right, fine. I only asked for five and you gave me six. Mrs. Esther Fisher of New York City thinks it's impossible to give a good school teacher too much praise. She reminds us that some of our greatest Americans taught school. Let's see if you kids can identify these men. You must get two out of three. You can accomplish so much more good for so many more people by training other men in modern medicine. And that's what counts with me. I might be able to save ten people strangling with yellow fever. But if I teach ten men to use antitoxin, they can save a hundred. Patrick? Well, I I don't know. Would that be Dr. Reed? Dr. Walter Reed is right, Pat. That's... uh, Let's see what we can do with this next one. You ask me, what does it matter if children learn to spell? And I answer, what a barefoot boy learns in a village school influences his whole life. And again you ask, what does it matter how farmers pronounce their words? And let me answer that some farm boys in this country cannot even read and write. How can they be good Americans when they are so ignorant? Donald? Debbie Noah Webster? Noah Webster, that's right, absolutely. <laughs> this last one is part of a letter sent to a professor at Iowa State College. The letter reads, I cannot offer you money, position, or fame. The first two you have, the last you will no doubt achieve. These things I now ask you to give up. I offer you in their place work, hard, hard work. The task of bringing a people from degradation, poverty, and waste to full manhood. Donald? Booker T. Washington sent that to George Washington Carver. George Washington Carver is right. (laughs) 
Good boy, Donald. Good boy. Now, the next question from our Alka-Seltzer question box is from Mrs. Nina Nelson of Sacramento, California, kids. What opera, judging by its name, would the Metropolitan likely perform if it were honoring the wife of Thomas Jefferson? Joel? Well, uh, uh, wife of Thomas Jefferson was Martha Skelton. Was what? Martha Skelton. Martha Skelton, yes. So, so what opera? Might, uh, uh, play an opera. Well, Carmen, a lot of people died and there were a lot of skeletons, so they might play that. Oh, well, that's... That's all right, Joel. I, I'm thinking of a, a, a better answer. Uh, uh, Rennie? Martha. Martha. Mm. The opera Martha. Mm-hmm. How about the wife of John Quincy Adams? What opera, Pat? Well, that was Louise Catherine Johnson, so it would be Louise. Well, her name was... Uh, was it Louise? Yeah, Louise. Huh? Well, uh, Joel, what were you going to say? I think it's... Louise, too. Well, it had an A on the end of it, so it would be Louisa. Well, it'd still be the opera. That would be close enough, Uh uh-huh. All right, fine. Mrs. Delbert Sanguinette of Bellingham, Washington, wants you children to identify some music for her, but she has asked you to also spell the song titles. And she really has picked out some dingaroos here. And you must get two out of three. Here's the first one. Joel? That's Kira Bira Ben. Well, I doubt whether I can spell this, but I'll try. All right, let's uh, try. C I R I B I R I B I N. That's wonderful, Joel. That's right. <laughs> all right, children, let's uh, see what we can do with the, the next one. Patrick? Well, that's Tooley Ooley Dooley, that's and I writing. suppose it would start out uh, T-O-O-L-I-E. Right, so uh, far. Now here comes the Ooley. Yeah. O-O. What is that again now? Uh, O-O-L-I-E. Uh-huh. Right. And the last is the Dooley. Is the uh, Dooley. That's T-O-O-L-I-E. Uh, that's very goody, Ooh. Patty. Yeah, very good. <laughs> All right, here's the, here's the last one. Well, that sounds good enough to dance to, does it, huh? Remy? That's Quandel Augusta. So? <laughs> can you spell it? Oh, dear. Q, U, A. No. No. <laughs> oh, you're off to the wrong start on the very first letter. You want to try again? V, C. C, all right. C, U, A, N. D-I-L-A. Oh. No. <laughs> no. I'm sorry. Uh, Joel? Uh, C-U-A-N-T-A. No, that's wrong. Mm. Pat? Well, is it Quasta? Or no. Quatra? Or... Quantum. 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 Well, here goes. Uh, C- C-W-A. No. <laughs> no wubbies in it. No, sorry. Joel wants to try again. Well, let's see. Uh, I think it's pretty well established that it starts with C-U-A. C-U-A is right. Then it'll be... In, there sounds like it, there's an N in there. Yes. And then a T. T. And, and then, then an A. No. Oh. Rennie wants to try again. Uh, C-U-A. 
N T L A L A. No, you left out one letter. L I A. L A. No, I'm going to have to spell it. I can do it right here on my card. <laughs> oh, dear. C U A N T O L A G U S T A. That's the way it's spelled. Well, question only called for two out of three, so that was not a myth. That last one was really a, a doozer, wasn't it? Mrs. Eileen Brandon of Minot, North Dakota, says that a number of cats in literature have a way of pulling a disappearing act. What remained of these cats? First, the Cheshire Cat. Joel. Well, that was in Alice in Wonderland, and all of it disappeared except its grin. Its grin. That's right. Uh-huh. Now, how about the tigers and little black sambo? Brenda. They just melted away. Well, what did they, they melt? They were running faster and faster till they just melted away. What did they melt into, though? Uh, butter. Butter, know? that's right, yes. <laughs> now, how about the Kilkenny cats? Brenda. They fought. They beat. They bet till they eat each other up. Well, I know, but after they disappeared, what was left of them? The the tips, the the nails and the tips of their tails. That's right, the nails and the tips of their tails. <laughs> <laughs> that was just wonderful, Brenda. Now the next question in our classroom is from Philip Shapiro of West Hartford, Connecticut. Let's see how quickly you can identify the following persons whose first names were John. The founder of constitutional law. First name is John. Joel? John Locke. Who? No. John. No. Oh. Donald? John Marshall. John Marshall. Right. Uh, the great profile. First name is John. Rennie. John Barrymore. John Barrymore. Correct. And the Quaker poet. The Quaker poet. First name, John Patrick. Was it Milton? No. Uh -huh. Joel. John Greenleaf Whittier. Right. Absolutely. Good boy. Now, here's Bob Murphy with a guest. Uh, yes, friends, there's a very charming lady facing me across the microphone now, and she's been telling me something I think you'll all be interested in. Yes, Mr. Murphy, especially the women in our audience. I think every homemaker should know about Alka-Seltzer and how fast it can help relieve the pain of a headache. <laughs> well, I, I hate to admit this, but I didn't discover this myself until a couple of weeks ago. Oh. That was the night my husband came home from work with a splitting headache. We were to have dinner with some friends, but he said he was so terribly weary and his head ached so badly that, well, he just couldn't go. And uh, that sent you hurrying for the Alka-Seltzer? No, Mr. Murphy. We've kept Alka-Seltzer in the house for years, and we think it gives wonderful relief from stomach upsets and acid indigestion. But we had never tried it for headache relief. Well, well, then how? How did I happen to suggest it to my husband for his headache? Yes. <laughs> well, I didn't. You see, I called our friends to cancel our dinner engagement. And they suggested Alka-Seltzer. And he tried it? Uh-huh. Well, what about the dinner party? Did your husband feel well enough to go after all? Did he? Why, Mr. Murphy, it was really amazing how soon he was feeling better. In almost no time, it seemed, Alka-Seltzer had helped relieve his headache, and that tired feeling was gone. Oh, wonderful. So, well, we say right along with you, Mr. Murphy. There's nothing quite like Alka-Seltzer. Well, thank you very much for telling us of your experience. And friends, Alka-Seltzer contains one of the world's most effective pain relievers. So remember, when headache causes grief, misery can be brief. 
Take Alka-Seltzer for relief. Now, folks, this next question is a little out of the ordinary because I'm going to let our little five-year-old quiz kid, Melvin Miles, ask a question, or possibly two or three questions. Uh, come on up here at the mic, will you, Melvin? Atta boy, that sakes are all slicked up. No, that's a, a peachy red shirt you're wearing there. Uh, you see, folks, Melvin has said that it looked as if it might be much easier to be the chief quizzer than a quiz kid because he says the chief quizzer has the answers uh, all down on his cards. So I, I thought just for fun I would let Melvin be the chief quizzer and ask uh, some questions that he has thought up. You, shall I introduce you like to do the chief quizzer? Huh? Well, okay, if you want to. All right, let's do it up right. Okay. Yeah, you're the chief quizzer now. All right, ladies and gentlemen, it behooves me to introduce at this time the chief quizzer himself, five-year-old Melvin Miles. <laughs> All right, now, uh, uh, Melvin, or I mean the uh, chief, or uh, uh, do you have your questions all ready so that you can take over and read them off a card? Yes, I'll for me. Oh, for you, yeah. <laughs> All right. <laughs> what snake could follow a whole animal like a pig or a sheep? Rennie? Count a cobra? Um, see. <laughs> or is it a python? I... That's right, Mr. Cowboy. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I'm just an innocent bystander. You got the cards there now. Well, wait a minute. You got pic yes. pictures on the cards. Python. Huh? Yes, sometimes yes, they trap right. them. That's exactly right. <laughs> <laughs> did she say Python? Uh... Yes. Oh, she did. I see. Uh -huh. Of course, you're the chief quizzer. Yeah. All right, go ahead now. What's the so, next question? What character went to... This here's a nursery line, pardon me. Yeah. Um, what character went to bed with some articles of their clothing on? Um... Pat? Well, uh, you said uh, what character went to bed with, uh, well, would you repeat that? I have the answer, but... Uh, yeah, you repeat it, will What character went to bed with some articles of clothing? Well, that was Beetle Beetle Jumpling, my son John. He went to bed with his stockings on, one shoe off and one shoe on. Beetle Beetle Dumpling, my son John. Good for you! That was my son John. <laughs> Here's the riddle over here. All right, now, Chief, go right in now. Listen good here. Here's yes. a good one. <laughs> <laughs> you mean we're all going to laugh at this one, huh? A big Indian and a little Indian were sitting on a fence. And the big Indian, I mean the little Indian was the big Indian's son, but the big Indian wasn't the little Indian's father. Who was the big Indian? <clears throat> okay, Patrick. That was his mother. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Melvin, I would just like to break in. You're still the chief quizzer, see? But I, I would like to ask you not to applaud because I, I'm going to have to start doing that next week if you continue to applaud, see? See? I don't carry my own applause, see? Yeah, all right, yeah. <laughs> okay, kids, here's from the Bible now. What two children were the first ones to be born? Uh, Patrick? Well, that was uh, Cain and Abel. There, yes, that's exactly right. They were the right. son of Adam and Eve. <laughs> yes, that's right now. <laughs> what 
the state flower of Illinois? Uh, Donald? Violet. What? Violet. Yes, there's something else. The wood first. violet? Yes, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Now, here's a little story here. Who went to... Who stayed a whole week, half in the hole and half out the hole? Joe? Oh, I forget the exact uh, name. It's, uh... It's this uh, sort of bear or pig, I remember. Yes, uh, it's a bear. It, he's, uh, he has a master named Christopher Robin, but I can't yes. remember exactly his exact uh, name. Okay, Patrick. Well, that was Winnie the Pooh. I... Yes, that's exactly right. <laughs> okay, well, here's a stumper, another stumper, I guess. Now, if you wanted to buy your mother a gift, and you'd have a microphone, somebody would ask you that, and you'd have a microphone in front of you, how could you do it? Yet your mother would be listening right on the air. How would you do that? Brenda? Oh, probably I wouldn't pay any attention. I would just let her listen. Well, I'd get her a uh, new fur coat or something, or... Uh, oh, I'm not yeah. saying, of course, that uh, the one she has now is just fine, but, uh, well, she deserves something new. That oh, wait a minute. I, you, you, you don't understand. I, you don't want your mother to uh, hear you say this. Now, how are you going to talk into your microphone and not have her Well, uh, you could talk in pig Latin, but... Uh... Excuse me, Chief. I... <laughs> well, you might say, Erfe, uh, Erfe, okay. Oh, what kind of language is that? Pig Latin. Oh, pardon me. Uh... Okay, Rennie? Well, I don't know. I think you could just say that you hadn't quite decided what to get her. Maybe she could help you. <coughs> sure. well, I guess that was quite a stumper. It was during the warm-up. Oh, you mean you'd uh, talk into the microphone before we went on the air. Is that the idea? Yes, that's Oh, I get it. I get it now. How do you like that? That was a stumper. Yes, sirree. Well, uh, are you all finished now? Yes, well, bye, kid. Well, wait a minute. I want to ask you a question now. Uh, wh- wh- which do you think is easier, uh, being a, the chief quizzer or uh, being a quiz kid? Chief quizzer. Oh, you think it's easier, yeah. huh? Well, all right, fine. I think you uh, you uh, are a very good chief quizzer. As a matter of fact, you're a little bit too good tonight. You know that? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Goodbye, Melvin. <laughs> well, that's the old school, Val. And uh, we do have one more question left, however, and it's this. Who won today's Battle of Brains? We let our judges puzzle over that one. And while we're waiting for their answer, here's a reminder. At 7, at 12, at 6. Mealtime in America and vitamin time. Yes, put that one-a-day brand multiple vitamin bottle on the table and see to it that every member of your family takes a -a one-a-day brand multiple vitamin capsule. Don't take chances. Government surveys show that the meals of three out of four persons are short on vitamins. So don't take chances that your daily diet is short on essential vitamins. Be on the safe side. Take one-a-day brand multiple vitamin capsules. Sixty capsules, only two dollars. Remember, mealtime is vitamin time. Take one-a-day brand multiple vitamin capsules. All right, let me have your attention, children. The judges have handed me your grades. I remember... They've taken your age into consideration, as well as the number of correct answers you gave, and whether you win or lose, 
you will each receive a $100 savings bond from the makers of Alka-Seltzer to help you with your future education. Now then, this report says that, uh, well, you didn't miss a single question. No, sir. Joel was first, Patrick second, and Brenda third. So next Sunday, we'll expect you three back at your desk. And here to compete with you, we'll have Ira Lee, age 12, and Melvin Miles, age 5. And by the way, Melvin, next week, that means that you'll be here as a quiz kid, not as a chief quizzer. <laughs> now then, I would like to remind everybody that this is Brotherhood Week. Brotherhood of man is one of the basic principles of a free and democratic nation. It means following the golden rule and dealing with others as a brother and an equal no matter what their color, race, or religion. Let us all rededicate ourselves to the principle of the Brotherhood of Man and make every week in the year Brotherhood Week. Until next Sunday, this is Joe Kelly dismissing the quiz kids. Goodbye, kids. Bye, Bye Mr. Mr. Kelly. Kelly. Listen to the Quiz Kids every week and listen to Alka-Seltzer's News of the World every Monday through Friday on most of these NBC stations. This is Bob Murphy speaking. <laughs>